0: it's friday february 21st i'm oscar ramirez in los angeles and i have one more thing to tell you for today there's tons of interesting stories we come across that we can't seem to get onto the main podcast so we wanted to make an extra post to bring you one more you see it happening all over the place plastic bag bans at supermarkets and plastic straw bans at bars and restaurants while it can be an inconvenience for some many say it is worth it to help save the environment but what if it is actually just a waste of money and harmful to the environment in other ways We wanted to offer you another viewpoint on this discussion and speak to John Tierney, contributing editor to City Journal, for what he describes as a plastic panic. Joining us now is John Tierney, contributing editor to City Journal and co-author of the new book, The Power of Bad, How the Negativity Effect Rules Us and How We Can Rule It. Thanks for joining us, John.
1: Thanks very much.
0: So you've started to see it happen in more and more places. There's the plastic bag bans at supermarkets, the plastic straw bans at bars and restaurants. That one's happening increasingly all over the place. Um, It all has to do with uh, the banning of single-use plastics for the most part. But uh, you wrote a commentary, an opinion piece. The Wall Street Journal uh, did an excerpt of it off of the City Journal. Um, And what you wrote is that there's evidence mounting that banning plastic is both a waste of money and harmful to the environment. You're saying plastic bags actually help the environment. Tell us a little bit about this, because just anecdotally, whenever I talk to somebody, you know, they hate that plastic bags went away. They hate, you know, that plastic straws are going away because the paper straws get mushy and all this other stuff. So tell us a little bit about what what you wrote about recently.
1: Right. Well, as you say, these plastic bags are very inconvenient for people. But they're also, the bizarre thing is, is that they're also bad for the environment, because uh, take plastic grocery bags. They are so thin and, you know, and so light that they require very little in the way of energy and water and other resources to manufacture or to ship. And when you ban them, people end up using paper bags or they buy much thicker plastic bags, you know, even the tote bags that they claim to reuse. And those things actually have a much bigger carbon footprint. And studies have shown that people do not reuse the tote bags enough to compensate for that. So the net effect of banning plastic grocery bags is to increase greenhouse emissions associated with, you know, with grocery shopping. The um, in San Francisco it's estimated that that they have increased greenhouse emissions, carbon emissions by at least 9% and they may have 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 more than doubled them. So I mean it's a terrible idea for the environment and and the other, you know, rap against plastic in general against bags and straws and, and everything else is that it ends up in the ocean. And that is a genuine problem. Plastic pollution in the ocean is a problem, but it has nothing, it has almost nothing to do with our plastic bags and straws. Much of the ocean pollution plastic comes from fishing vessels, and the rest of it comes from you know, mostly from Asia and from Africa and South America, from countries that, that do not have good systems for handling waste. And so When they process their plastic waste or their recycling plastic, some of it ends up in rivers and that ends up in the ocean. But there's virtually no plastic in the oceans that's coming from American consumer, you know, that's coming directly from our shores.
0: One of the main things is what what we do is we often outsource our recycling and ship some of that plastic out to some of these other countries. China plays a a big part in this, in the plastics problem. For a long time, we'd ship uh, our stuff there, but they just recently... Uh, changed what they take in now, so now we use other countries to ship our plastic to
1: I mean, the whole plastic recycling movement was founded on the idea that that there's a really good use for this stuff and and that we can efficiently turn it into other products. In reality, there is just no market for it, especially in the United States, because Recycling and sorting this stuff and reprocessing it is very labor-intensive, and the resulting materials are so are of so little value that it just doesn't make any sense. So as you say, we have been shipping our recyclable stuff. I mean, a lot of it now is just going into landfills because cities can't find anyone to take it off their hands. But the places that are still doing it and that have been doing it uh, that it went for a long time to China. Now China's banned it, so it's going to places like uh, Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam. And these countries do not have good systems for processing waste. Some of it just gets dumped illegally there. Some of it gets burned, which is, you know, terrible toxic fumes, it's bad for the air, and some of it ends up in rivers and ends up in the ocean. So if you're really worried about plastic pollution in the ocean, if you're worried about protecting the animals from that, the last thing you want to do is put plastic in the recycling bin because there's a chance that that's going to actually end up in the ocean. If you put it in the trash, it'll go into a landfill or it will be incinerated and it's not going to cause any problems for the ocean.
0: Yeah, and one of the interesting things also uh, is that not all plastics are as e- easily recyclable as people think. There's a lot of single-use plastics even that, uh, you know, really don't uh, get recycled into other stuff. As you mentioned, it might be better to just incinerate them and, and kind of start all over. But the conversation around this increasingly revolves around, uh, you know, the petrochemical companies and how, uh, you know, the, the uh, greenhouse gases and carbon emissions that, uh, that they output – in making a lot of these single-use plastics,
1: right? But you know, but the fact is is that they're very efficient. These plastics are so thin and light now that they really use very little in the way of resources and energy. Whereas paper bags and plastic and you know cotton tote bags and plastic ones involve a lot more energy and resources. So there's more carbon being emitted to the atmosphere. I mean, another problem with the tote bags. You know, the ideal is you know that you buy. Um, you shouldn't use a cotton tote bag. that you have to use like one hundred and thirty seven times to offset the carbon footprint of manufacturing and chipping it. And it, it just about no one does that. And, and And the other problem though, is is that even if you use a plastic one that has a slightly smaller or that's got a smaller carbon footprint, people still don't even use it enough. but But the larger problem with all these tote bags is that you're supposed to wash them out every week. and people don't and and, and the result is that there's bacteria in them. And there's one study in San Francisco showed that there had been a 25% increase in visits to the emergency room and deaths from foodborne illnesses because, you know, you get bacteria from last week's groceries that are there. And, of course, when you are, you know, so most people don't do that. And if they do wash it out, as they're supposed to every week, they're using more, you know, hot water, more energy, and adding more carbon dioxide to the atmosphere. And when you use a a paper bag, you'd have to reuse a paper bag four times to offset is carbon footprint compared to one of those thin plastic bags. Nobody does that. And, um, and, so, and that bag also takes up a lot more room in the landfill when it goes there. And, and there's a limit to how much you can recycle those things. So um, it's really better for the environment just to use these really thin, efficient things and then bury them in, the, in a landfill where they don't, you know, they don't release any greenhouse gases as they decompose the way that you know, paper and cardboard do uh, or cotton does. And they're sequestered from the ocean. So it really, you know, I mean, these things, uh, these little, uh, these thin plastic grocery bags were made out of natural gas, basically. So they came out of the ground, put them back in the ground. And you're not, you know, and it's better for the environment all around to do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I know that the problem is out there. We see the plastics washing up all over the place. As you said, there's different reasons for why plastic is showing up in in different areas. And and I, I would agree that we need to kind of reform the, how we recycle, how we dispose of plastics. Um, But you do write about uh, an interesting notion. Uh, You call it the plastic panic, part of the uh, crisis crisis, Uh, you know, just kind of how things get really hyped up to a point where it leads to things being banned, Uh, you know, as far as uh, like the plastic straws and things like that. Obviously we kind of know where the big hype started there with the turtle with the straw in its nose. And and then people wanted to, to change that, Um, you know, so uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, uh, the crisis, crisis is what I call this this never-ending series of hyped fears that y- you know that the media and I'm I'm part of the you know the merchants of bad as I, as I call them and I write about this in the in this new book called The Power of Bad how we all respond to fear and negative things um, uh, too much and it leads to a lot of bad policies and the plastic thing is it, it's actually been going for about you know forty fifty years back in the seventies and eighties uh, people you know the the big fear then was that we're going to run out of of petroleum. There won't be any natural gas left. There won't be any oil left. So we can't use plastics because we need to conserve that oil and natural gas. Well, that, you know, that problem went away. I mean, we've got, you know, more, we've got plenty of petroleum. And in fact, you know, the issue now is is we're going to be switching to low-carbon sources before we run out of it. So that problem went away. But there was still this, you know, a lot of environmentalists have kind of a visceral dislike of plastic. (laughs) And so they kept looking for new reasons to ban it, you know, to, to to stop people from using it. And then it was, well, it's not biodegradable. That's terrible. Well, in fact, it's good because it doesn't decompose. It just sits in the ground in a landfill. It doesn't decompose, doesn't release greenhouse gases, doesn't jeopardize, you know, the water, groundwater, anything like that. So in that sense, it's very good. And we came along, do we have to recycle it because we're going to run out of these products or because it's, you know, it's more efficient to recycle it? And that just has turned out to be, you know, the recycling movement began with very good intentions, but all these towns now are finding it is just so prohibitively expensive to to recycle this. I mean, not even counting all the time that people spend on their own sorting this stuff, right. but just the, the extra cost of processing is so expensive that a lot of places are now just like, uh, look, we just can't afford to do it. It's a lot cheaper to put it in the landfill. And now when you see what happens to this plastic you know, recyclables when we send them overseas, you know, then you see that it's really harming the environment. I mean, the best thing we could do is you know, put our own plastics safely dispose of them in landfills, and also enforce you know laws that, that, to stop you know uh, uh, fishermen and other people on the seas from polluting the ocean, and help you know poor countries, developing countries, help them develop modern systems for you know the, that actually ca- trap and capture their plastic waste instead of instead of letting it leak into the ocean.
0: John Tierney, contributing editor to City Journal, and co-author of the new book The Power of Bad how the negativity effect rules us all and how we can rule it. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Oscar. Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow us on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this was
1: One More Thing from The Daily Dive.